Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. If you've ever thought about writing a book, did you know that you're already on the writing journey? We partner with our friends at HopeWriters.com to share a free 30-second quiz to see where you are in your writing journey and to help you move forward in getting your story out of your mind and into the hearts and minds of others. I love the people at Hope Writers, and they do their job so well that they really are going to help you move forward in getting that story out of your mind and into the hearts and minds of others. To learn more and to take their free 30-second quiz, you can go to HopeWriters.com slash quiz. That's HopeWriters.com slash quiz. I'm going to spell it for you. H-O-P-E-W-R-I-T-E-R-S dot com slash quiz. You have a message of hope to share and Hope Writers wants to help you use it to inspire your readers. Happy birthday to the happy hour. We officially turn five tomorrow, which earlier in the week, I turned 41. So this is a big week of birthdays. On today's show, we have a little something special and different for you. I invited my friends, Lindsay Sweeney and Amanda Brown, who both work for me at the happy hour to sit down and answer some of your listener questions. You guys ask great questions about how the happy hour has grown, what our team looks like, the process for creating the show. So this behind the scenes episode, it was a lot of fun. I know you're going to enjoy meeting my friends, Amanda and Lindsay. If you've been a longtime listener, you've heard Amanda on the show, and this is Lindsay's debut on the happy hour. Also, at the end of the show, these girls surprised me, and I didn't know what was happening, and I did cry. On the show, I was a mess. So listen all the way to the end so you can hear me crying about how kind you guys are with your words. Happy birthday. Happy hour. This is such a fun week. Five years, you guys. Five years. I would love to hear from you on Instagram how long you've been listening. What have been your favorite episodes? Tag me in a story and tell me all about it. And I want to see what do you love about the happy hour? And what episode did you start listening to? That's always fun. People tell me, oh, I started listening at episode 145 or I was here at episode 30, whatever it was. I'm glad you're here. You guys, speaking of being a part of something, Patreon. People have asked me, why should I join Patreon? What even is Patreon? Well, Patreon is an online community that allows creators to share their work with those who want to partner or support with what they're creating. So the happy hour has a Patreon page. We like to call it our Patreon party. And it's a group of listeners who care about entertaining content that encourages, inspires, and points others to Jesus. So when you are a part of our Patreon page, we give you more episodes. Our VIP party guests get a special version of the weekly happy hour. Plus they get a monthly topic-centered mini-series episode. Plus they get a Jamie and Friends episode. That's a conversation with me and my real life friends or a listener's Q&A with the former guests, and our monthly Unplugged Live with the Ivies, where Aaron and I sit down and answer your questions in a YouTube video, and then we give you the audio afterwards. So the question is, why should you join? You're thinking, why should I do this? Well, listen to what one of our VIP party guests had to say about this while she was attending our most recent Happy Hour Live. I am Katie Young, and I am from Illinois. I'm here at Happy Hour Live. And I'm a Patreon member, and I'm so glad that I'm a Patreon member because we get extra bonus content. And I love it because you get to know Jamie better. You're 
diving into extra topics and you actually get some input on the things that you want to hear about, which I love. Um, we have extra like Q&As with uh, Jamie and Aaron, which are fun and they're live, so you get to interact with them and you get to be a taste tester if you want to choose that. So there's lots of things to love about being a Patreon member. You should join us. So Katie knows what's up. We would love to have you as part of the party. Visit jamieivy.com slash Patreon for all the details to join. Speaking of Happy Hour Live, have you got your tickets yet? They are going fast. They are almost sold out. If you still want a ticket, go to jamieivy.com slash August Happy Hour. On August 16th, our guests are Rebecca Lyons and Ruth Joe Simons. And on August 17th, our guests are Lisa Turkhurst and Cezanne Hendricks. And if you want to know what these events are like, go follow me on Instagram. And in my stories, I have saved a bunch of stories about some of the past happy hour lives. Also, speaking of fun gifts, I didn't say gifts, but maybe you could give someone a happy hour live ticket for Mother's Day. Maybe that's a great gift. This whole week over on my store, my book that I released in 2018, If You Only Knew, and my husband's book, Steal Away Home, that he released in 2017, are on sale for $5. Perfect gift for somebody, you guys. Check that out, jamieivy.com slash store. Okay, enough about Patreon and Happy Hour Live and books, but these are all fun things, guys, that we would love to have you be a part of. But here is my conversation with most of our Ivy Media team. Okay, this is our fifth birthday episode. Happy birthday to the happy hour. Uh, So I have special guests with me today. I already told you, but here they are. Amanda Brown is in the studio. Hey, hey. You guys know Amanda. And introducing for the very first time on the happy hour, Lindsay Sweeney. Yay. I'm so happy to be here. So I thought that what would be best for the fifth birthday of the happy hour is to bring in two people who work really closely with me and answer your questions. And so we sent out a newsletter and we asked you for your questions and you sent in some phenomenal questions and we asked you on Instagram and you gave some phenomenal questions. And so we're going to answer your questions today. And I will say before we get going, there is one more person on our team that couldn't come today. Um, Her name is Aki and we'll tell you what she does when we go over all of our roles. But welcome, ladies. Thanks. Glad to be here. Okay, Amanda, introduce yourself and tell us how many times you've been on the happy hour. Okay. I'm Amanda Brown. I've been working with Jamie for three and a half years. Yeah. I was on episode three. You were my third (laughs) guest. (laughs) Back in the Stone Ages. Happy half hour. We used to do that. Number 22 and regular happy hour number 173. That was the 2017 year in review. And then most recently... The Patreon Jamie and Friends February episode. Which was great. So welcome back. Thanks. Okay, Lindsay, introduce yourself and tell us what shows you've been on. Oh, well, this is my first show. This is your rookie show. I am your only friend who's listened to every show that you've ever put on the happy hour. I'm wow. convinced of that. Wow. How do you know that I haven't? Oh, I know. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's what I do need to let everyone know. Most of my friends do not listen to the happy right. hour. Because if you start something creatively and you need to get your approvement from your friends, I'm not saying they're not going to do it. I'm just saying not everyone listens to podcasts, so I'm not offended. Mm-mm, you're not. I have plenty of friends that but don't listen to one episode. But I am really proud that I'm the one that Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. You get a gold star. Yes. Okay, so what yes. do you do for the happy hour? So I do production things related to the podcast from getting guests arranged to listening to shows for edits, help assist you in travel and speaking and all the things. And you've been here for how long? Officially over a year now. Yeah. Yeah. 
We're going to talk about what y'all, and Amanda does all of our amazing events. We're going to talk about these in a minute. And this is your rookie debut. Mm -hmm, It is. Welcome to the Happy Hour, Lindsay. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so something I think is really fun is answering people's questions. And what we found was out of the hundreds of questions that we got, a lot of them are the same, which is interesting. And it's what you people want to know. So we are going to just go around the room. We're going to ask questions out loud. Some might be just for me. Some are for the whole team. But we're going to go with it. Are y'all ready? Amanda and Lindsay, ready? Let's do this. Okay. Whitney wants to know, how do you prepare for guests? Is there a survey with specific questions for each guest or a survey with the same questions for each guest? Whitney, this is how I prepare for guests. We do send them a survey. I wouldn't call it a survey. We send them- It's a guest response form. A guest response form, which tells me a little bit about them. But honestly, I do a lot of Instagram stalking. If they have a book out, I will read some of their book. And so that's how I prepare for guests to come on the show. I actually am probably a- a low preparer Mm -hmm. because I like for the conversation to flow as if her and I are literally hanging out at a happy hour. Mm -hmm. And if we were at a happy hour and I knew everything about her, that'd be weird. I'd say that stalker. Yeah. Often if I've done some research for the show about a guest, then you're like, don't tell me more. I don't know. Don't tell me anymore. I'm good. I don't need to know. Yeah. Okay. It makes you a better interviewer. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. What's your question, Amanda? Okay, I have a lot of people asking how you choose the guests that are on the happy hour. That's a really good question. So Amanda said she was guest number three. So in the beginning, I was like, hey, you're my friend. <laughs> we be on my show. Guest number one was my best friend for, since ninth grade, Amy Gayhart. Number two was Jen Hatmaker. Three, Amanda Brown. Four was probably another friend of mine. You know, I think all the way up to 50, they were like people that I actually knew had their phone numbers. But now how we choose guests are, we get a lot of requests. We get a lot of publicists send in requests because they want to have their author, their musician, their whatever on the show. We also have emails from listeners who send in their stories and say, hey, I have a really cool story. I have friends of mine that say, hey, I heard about this person. You should have them on. So here are some things that we do. Number one, we look at, have we had someone talk about this specific subject recently? And that could cancel that person out. Number two, we look and say, hey, we really need to make sure we have a diverse guest. So out of single and married people, out of old and young people, out of white and women of color. And so those are the things that we look at. And then it comes down to, do I want to have a conversation with this person? Honestly. And we get a lot of people coming. And sometimes I'm like, hey, I think this person sounds okay. And then I'll send it out to Amanda or Lindsay and Aki and say, what do you guys think? And if they're like, yeah, that sounds cool, then that sounds cool. That's how we pick. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have random people that'll write in their stories. And that takes a different kind of level of discernment, right? Because these people don't have platforms that a lot of our other guests have. And so we have to read stories. We sometimes will do a kind of an onboarding call with that person just to make sure they can tell their story in a way that's compelling and coherent. So that's... A different kind of guest. Yeah. I think about one in particular, Rachel Henry. Remember mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. episode? Did she send it in or did someone else? Someone else did. Someone mm-hmm. else sends in and say, hey, I know this person and here's their story. And I remember reading that and I couldn't stop thinking about it. So that is kind of something that happens for me too, is that this is this random, they don't have a platform. I'm not saying they're bad guests, but what you have to realize as listeners is people that have a platform, they do this for a living. And so they can carry on a conversation really well. Talking into your microphone, if you've never done it, can be super scary and intimidating. So we did that with Rachel Henry. She's episode number 196. You should go back and listen to it. But she has this crazy story of a home invasion and a sexual assault. And 
it was a hard conversation, but we investigated it more. Amanda, you had a conversation with her ahead of time. Right. Just to like hear her story. And then we thought this is worth sharing. And it's honestly one of my favorite episodes because it's it's a difficult story, but it's good. So that's what we do sometimes. So Jamie, Micah Joy wants to know how long do you interview people in advance before the show actually comes out? Oh, that's a good question, Micah Joy. So in a perfect world, we are one to two months ahead. In fact, when this airs, the beginning of May, we'll be working super hard at the happy hour because I don't do hardly any interviews in the summer. And in fact, I cut my work down load down a lot in the summer just because I have four kids. And I had a summer a couple of years ago that was the worst summer of my life because I was trying to work and parent both at 100%. It was impossible. Amanda has kids. Like we just... I want to cut my workload down. So we try to get a one to two month ahead. Last week, you heard Kate Merrick on the show and we probably interviewed her probably about three weeks before that show aired. You're going to hear shows in the summer that were interviewed in April, May. So we get ahead and we haven't always done that. So this is a good thing. (laughs) This is a good thing. Okay, Johanna Smith wants to know, I am curious to know why you do all your interviews in person now and how do you get all those fantastic people to come to you? That is a good question. And I would say early 2018, I started thinking, you know, when we do have people interview in the studio, it's such a better show. It's a better interview. It's a better show. And I made the decision, if you're going to come on the happy hour, you got to come to Austin. And it was a tough decision because we've lost interviews. There are some big name guests that are say, we're ready to interview but they're not coming to Austin right now. And I'm willing to wait. And I'll tell you a fun story that I like to share with people about this is about four years ago, the show started five years ago, about four, maybe three and a half years ago, we got an email from a really big name person. And they said, hey, we want this person to come on the show. And I was like, awesome. And they said, she can give you 30 minutes. And I said, I don't do 30 minutes. I need 45 minutes to an hour. And it can seem as though you would be like, Jamie, let it go. Just take what she gives you. But I wanted to really be true to what Mm -hmm. the show was. And I always like to share the story because, you know, two years later, she shows up in Austin in my studio and I get a full interview. And I don't say that to say like, oh, she had to like finally do what I ask. I always say it to say, decide how you want your show to be and then stick with it. Like that was a really big deal for me. And I was proud of myself for doing that. So I always ask guests to come here, but also if I'm traveling to another city, we'll try to see who's in that area we can interview. I'm traveling next week for Mother's Day and we're gonna take a side trip to Nashville to go interview Elizabeth Hasselbeck and some more people that are there. So interview in person, much better show. Yes, 100% hands down. All right, I've got a question for you. People are asking, how big is our team over here? How big is our team? If you got the newsletter and that's where you sent in your question, you might've thought we had like nine people on our team because of all those beautiful ladies in the picture. But our core team is four people. Let me introduce everybody for you. We have Amanda Brown, who's been here the longest. Amanda started, we should just, I'm sure these are questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell us how you started. So Jamie and I have been friends for a long time. And whenever she sort of started, started gaining some traction and getting a little bit more work than she could handle, I offered to help. And so I started with, I don't remember the number, I think it's 68, Jamie Nato. That was your first show? Mm -hmm. That's one of my top favorite episodes. Yeah. 
So good. So I started with that episode, listening to the show and writing the show notes. And then over the course of the next few months, started taking over all of Jamie's email, travel and booking, scheduling, management. I don't know what we call it, but uh, all the stuff until we brought in Angel Lindsay. And you started doing events. I mean, yeah. so here's an encouragement to you guys if you're doing something I did everything by myself for a really long time. I didn't have someone edit my shows until about episode number 50. And so for those first 50 episodes, I did everything. I edited the shows. I sent out the emails. I got the guests. I did the graphics, which are awful. You can tell I did them. I did all of those things. And then I got to where I could hire someone. And so then I hired an editor because that's what I am the worst at. And that's what I hate. And so outsource what is hard for you and what is not your gifting. And then I was complaining to Amanda because we were friends. I can't keep up with show notes. And so she's like, well, I'll help you. So then I'm paying Amanda to do show notes and she's a stay-at-home mom. It's like, she's helping a friend and she's also making some money. And then next thing you know, I'm like, hey, can you help me with this? And then our very first happy hour live, I did everything by myself. I did the entire event. Now Amanda runs all the events and we're recording this the week of Happy Hour Live and I have zero stress in my life (laughs) because Amanda has all the stress in her (laughs) life because that's her job. So that's how Amanda came on. And now Amanda is head over all of our events. I've always had an editor and now we have Chris with Podshaper, which I say that at the end of every show. Now our friend Aki Slockers, who Amanda and her have been friends for years, she now writes our show notes and really helps me with the newsletter a lot. She's got a, a good eye for that. And then I've had a bookkeeper and then Lindsay came on last year. Mm-hmm. And how did you come on? Well, when you got ready to launch your book, you asked, hey, would you want to help lead the launch team and engage with people there and help kind of guide that as it's kind of crazy. So I was like, yeah, I would love that. And so came on and did that. And then actually at the launch party, I was like saying my goodbyes. And Amanda was like, hey, would you want to maybe consider coming on and partnering with me and Jamie and like stuff for the show. And I was like, I do not remember this. Yeah, you did. All. And I was like, I oh. hired you. I didn't even know. I didn't know. I had <laughs> Amanda's also a hiring manager. <laughs> <laughs> you said, we've been talking and just thinking and we might really need somebody else to come on the team. And I don't know what it would all look like, but would you want to be considered to do that? And I said, uh, I think I need to think about it. Okay. Okay. Bye. And I was kind of like panicked a little bit. I love how Amanda doesn't even remember this. I know. I I, I didn't know I had this authority. I'm really enjoying this. It's so great. I love giving authority. And away. I like drove home and I thought, okay, that was really fun. I mean, the book is out. I felt like, okay, well, we haven't talked about this yet, but I and Amanda are Enneagram threes. Yes. And so it was, I took it really seriously, the role I got to have in the book launch and like felt like I wanted to do a good job and that's happened and there's people there and all the things. So I was like, okay, processing all the things and criticizing what I could have done better or what was happy about it. And then I was thinking about, could I do this like more? And it took me probably like three weeks of sitting with it until I think then there was like another connection made about, hey, would you want to be in this role or consider it? And I was like, I think I do want to talk about that. And so- that's when it happened. So the key to this story is when you start something, you just do it. Like you start, you have a dream, you go out and do it. And then mm-hmm. as you find that you need help, you reach out to those people around you who are gifted in things, who are talented. You know, Amanda, I have a book coming out. Gosh, I don't have a date, but I'm writing a book. And we're already talking about the next book tour because 
I love having Amanda by my side to plan those things. And so gather your friends and make them work for you. It's the best thing that you can ever imagine. <laughs> Ask them. Ask, Ask them, them to work for you. you. <laughs> Ask them. Because I've learned that like these people that work, so we have Amanda and Lindsay and Aki and Krista's editing and Suzanne's done bookkeeping. They do things so much better than I ever could. And so all of us together make the happy hour happen. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been a humbling thing for me and really... I could get emotional sitting in the room with y'all of how grateful I am to have also just like, not just random people. Like Mm -hmm. I have spent so many hours pouring out my heart to Amanda. I mean, do you remember last year when I released my book, we went on book tour and I had this weird, I'm not a jealous person. And I had this weird jealousy issue for like four weeks Mm -hmm. and you had to listen to the same (laughs) story. (laughs) Like I remember driving home from San Antonio with you. Mm And I talked about the same thing for like two hours and you just listen to me and you like point me to Jesus. So it's good to have friends like that, you know, and Lindsay and I have been on the road together and I have can get just anyhow. Yeah. I love you guys. Look, I got yeah. emotional. <laughs> so, okay. Good question. That's our team. Oh, Jamie, here's a question. Um, people are asking, where have you been? Meaning on your Insta stories. Oh, I went like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego on you? Exactly. <laughs> I talked about this on Kate Merrick's show, which was last week. Um, and then a handful of shows that are coming up soon that you guys are gonna hear with Jasmine and I talk about this on the show. I think you'll hear next week. But anyhow, Lent came around and I've never been one to give up stuff for Lent. But just literally like two days before Lent hit, I thought, not I thought, I think God really was like, hey, I think you should take a break from Instagram. And I'm like, no, that's cool because like I do a lot of work on Instagram and I connect with listeners on Instagram and God was like, no, I really think you should. So I gave up Instagram for Lent and you still saw me posting and let me explain it. I post using an app called later.com. I highly recommend it for everybody. I use later.com for all my posting. So I was still posting, but what I wasn't doing was reading comments, reading direct messages, watching stories, making stories. And so however long Lent is, five weeks, six weeks. It was like five. Eight weeks, weeks, five weeks, I was off. And it was so good. It was so good. In fact, I have so many thoughts that I want to write down. But when we're recording this, I put Instagram back on my phone the Monday after Easter. And I laid in bed last night, looked at my phone. And I have not done that in five weeks. And so I'm telling you, it's difficult. And I'm coming up with a plan. But I will also tell you that I went and muted a bunch of stories because one of the things that I missed a lot about Instagram was seeing my real life friends, what they were doing. Because we just kind of communicate that mm-hmm. way now. Like for example, our mutual friend, Kim Ellis texted me and she's like, I miss you. And mm-hmm. I was like, I know I miss you too. And I miss seeing your cute boys dancing on Instagram stories. So she sent me videos of our kids. Yeah. And I was like, this is what I miss. And so I muted a lot of stories of people. I just don't need to be involved in their life, you know? And I think I'm gonna be able to do that. Can you tell us about muting stories? I don't know about this. You don't technology. know about it? Oh, yeah, you can. You so can I didn't mute, mute your stories, Amanda, Thank because you. I want to see your cute boys. But you can, you can go in and mute stories. And the reason I think it's, it's not being mean, it's just like, I'll give you an example of stories I muted. I really enjoy following um, Hoda and Jenna on the Today Show. I enjoy seeing what they're doing. I don't need to be involved in their backstage life on their stories. So you can mute it and you never see it. Okay. It never even pops up it in your never little even pops up. feed. Okay. Nope. There cool. are some people even that I follow that I think I might need to see what they're doing sometimes, but I don't need to see all the time and I muted their post. Yeah. You can mute stories or post or both. Yeah. And so I think that's going to be a big help for me. So that's where I've been. I've been linting. 
Mm-hmm. I've been not spending time on my phone. I also took email off my phone because Annie Downs yeah. does this and I'm trying it out. So I'm just trying to be like less on my phone and more with my people. Yeah. Which is great. I loved it. I mean, because I knew you were doing it. And you ran and my I stories. Running your stories and keeping up with things there. But even that Kim started sending you stuff, I started sending you stuff too, or you started sending me pictures too of different things with the kids or things that you would normally maybe put in put your on story. Stories. And I was like, oh, I really like that. You know what I noticed too about myself? I didn't take as many pictures. And then I started to think, do I only take pictures for Instagram? Mm, that hurt my heart to mm. think about that. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, that's where I've been. Okay, I have a question. Christina from Bulgaria. Yes. Wow. Thank you, Christina, for listening. She said, how has this show changed since it started? Has your philosophy, ways of doing things changed? And then she said, P.S., you should maybe think about taking magazine quizzes on the podcast again. That was pretty fun to listen to. Christina, we're not bringing magazine quizzes back. (laughs) Did we do a magazine quiz on episode number three? No, we did like uh, Texas small towns. I guess maybe it was a quiz. Like, have you heard of this small town? Didn't you talk about local news then? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because here's why. I was in radio (laughs) for four months. (laughs) I was in radio. And in radio, you do stuff like that. And so when I started making my podcast, I thought, well, I'll just do what I learned in the four months I was in radio. So anyhow, no more magazine quizzes. But has our philosophy ways of doing things changed since we started the show? Amanda, I think you can speak into this as well because you've been here the longest. I would say yes. First of all, we talked about we we only do interviews in person now, which I think if Joanna Gaines or George W. Bush wanted to do a Skype call, I would jump on that in a heartbeat. Sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. The things that have changed maybe in my head is... I am way more aware of the weight that the show carries Mm -hmm. than I was in the beginning. When I think about the number of people who have us in their ears every single week, like that can be kind of daunting. That responsibility is huge. I mean, we're talking multiple stadiums of people. And so I think I didn't think about that in the beginning. I didn't have to. Mm -hmm. But so that weight is heavy for me a little bit. And it should be. I think I can remember the time that that shift started. There was a particular episode that I I would always try to listen to the shows ahead of time to just make sure everything sounds good and, and just make sure everything we felt good about putting out to the world. And you were on vacation and I listened to this particular episode and called you and said, I think that something that you had said could be taken the wrong way. And you were pretty upset about it. Not at I, me, no, not no, at no. me, but um, just at the fact that like, that's, that wasn't your heart. It's not what you meant by what you said. And yet we had to think about now our show is getting a lot more listeners than, than it had in previous months or years. And so it came with a heavier burden. And, and so we had to pull it and have to call our editor at the time at the last minute and ask him to, clean it up before we put it out to the world. And it was I remember really hard. that episode. Yeah. I remember we were on vacation. I remember talking to Aaron about it. And I remember feeling like, no, that's not what I meant. I'm not taking that out. And because I listened to people that are around me, you and Aaron both said the same thing. And you know what I did? You know, I did this. I texted the guests. Yes. Yeah. I texted the guests first to say, do you remember me saying that? Mm-hmm. And she said, yes. Mm-hmm. And I said, we're thinking about pulling it because it'd be taken out of context. And me, as someone who wanted to dig my heels in the ground a little bit, I thought, if she says don't worry about it, I'm going to tell you and Aaron, y'all are dumb not to worry about it. <laughs> right. Not really, but you know what I mean? And she said, yeah, I can see how that could be taken out of context. Yeah. And we pulled it. And I was I was so thankful for that. And that is another thing is like what people don't know is 
nowadays, this show is heard at least three to four times before it ever goes out to public. Mm-hmm. And that's for everybody's. That's for the guest's sake. That's for my sake. And it is because there is this responsibility that we want to be true to the things we believe. We want to like help people's hearts here. It's a big deal when we put a show out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember that episode. Mm-hmm. I can tell you who it was. It was Heather. It was Heather Avis the first time she was on. That was my question. Okay, you're up. Oh, shucks. Okay. Uh, listen, the people want to know about your new New Balance. Oh, my new New Balance. I will put a link in the show notes for these shoes. So I'm at the mall with my kids, which is worst nightmare. <laughs> Aaron and I are like, we would rather, honestly, what would we rather do? Like, I'd rather play that game where you put your fingers on the table and someone does a knife in between it <laughs> than take my kids to the mall. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyhow, we're at the mall and I see these shoes and I'm not a shoe person. Aaron and my boys are turning into shoe people. Like if you notice Aaron Ivy, he has a lot of different sneakers. Oh. Have y'all noticed it all? But he has like two pairs of jeans. He has two pairs of jeans (laughs) that he never washes. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. Does he put them in the freezer? He has done that before. Yeah, I've heard that. Okay, so I'm not a shoe person and I saw these sneakers, these New Balance in the store and I thought these are so cool. And so I don't know why. Well, I do know why, because Aaron and I discussed things. Or I texted Aaron. I was like, hey, this is these sneakers are like more money. Can I buy them? Not can I. Gosh, whatever. I just said, <laughs> hey, you think it's okay? And I bought them and my kids thought they were amazing. I have been stopped in airports by people telling me that these shoes are amazing. And so I love them. I wear them. I'll link them in the show notes. They are so cool. They're really cool. I think we should nominate you for preachers and sneakers. I have thoughts about that Instagram. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? I have seen it. It's called Preachers and Sneakers. And someone will put up a preacher and their shoes and then sometimes say like how much the shoes cost. Talk about them. $15,000 sometimes for- I don't like the Instagram. I'm going to go out there and say it. I think that like there's enough people looking at people that are on stages Mm -hmm. that now we're going to, yeah, anyhow. Would you like to talk about like the process of podcasting? People want to know kind of behind the scenes, how a podcast goes from from top to bottom. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. That is a great question. And I have like thought forever about creating a podcast class and just haven't done anything about it. But if you're interested, let us know. So I will say from beginning to end, and both of you can jump in if I miss something because we've all worked on this together for a long time. Uh, the very beginning would be to pick a guest. Once we have picked a guest, we then send them out that survey that we talked about and ask them to answer a couple questions for us. And basically the questions are, what do you love talking about interviews? What do you hate talking about interviews? What are you passionate about? What's crazy in your life right now? Just some really for me get to know because a lot of our guests, I don't know them personally. And then from that point, we schedule the interview, which means them getting to Austin and then finding a time they can get here, them finding a time that Lindsay can schedule them that I'm in my office interviewing. So we do the interview. From there, Lindsay listens to it first and Lindsay takes out, not she, she notes, hey, take out this part, take out that part. And then our editor edits it, makes it sound better. And then I go in afterwards, record the intro and the outro and the ads. And then Lindsay listens to those and then our editor puts them together. And then Lindsay and Aki listen to those again. And then it comes out to the public. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot. Yeah. And there's often not a lot of editing that we do because it's yeah, very we don't conversational. Do a lot of editing. And we want people to just have the whole conversation. But we do edit things like if I say something inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. 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 I love Jesus, but sometimes I can say things inappropriate. All right, Lindsay, what you got? Okay. So this question comes from Candy. And Candy wants to know, what do your kids think about your podcast? And has it had an impact on their lives or y'all's relationship? On our relationship, no. On their lives, 
I mean, every once in a while they get, might get, I get a bunch of free stuff and every once in a while they might get something free as well. I would say the funniest thing to them is I'll give you an example. Last week, my son Amos and I were in the Austin airport. We were flying to Boston and Amos looked at me. He goes, oh my gosh, mom, that girl just said, oh my gosh, that's Jamie Ivy." And so my kids think that's funny, you know? And so that's like, honestly, but they don't really, they don't listen to the show. They know their mom's a podcaster. I think it would be like if, you know, it's my job. That's what I mean. It's just a job. You are among the two richest people that my kids know. <laughs> I would love you, you know to that. tell this story. This is the best. I don't know how this came out. A couple weeks ago, we were sitting around the dinner table and talking about money. I don't know. And, and you had three boys. Three boys. And so Doug, my husband said, well, who do y'all think the richest person is that you know? And they kind of sat around for a second. And Rhett, my oldest, goes, it's either... The couch man, the man that we just bought our new sectional from, or Jamie Ivey. <laughs> <laughs> so immediately so texted Jamie. Yeah. It was like, so it's about. Brian or Jamie? Yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. I love it from the couch potato. Um, it's funny because Amy, my friend Amy Gayhart, uh, said that they were watching Jeopardy the other day, and Jeopardy said, I don't know how it's worded, but it said something like, an American author. And her son Slater goes, who is Jamie Ivy?" <laughs> oh, I thought that was so awesome. cute. So great. I think it's just a job to my kids. I mean, I think they love it and mm-hmm. they proudly wear my sweatshirts and all that kind of stuff. Sarah Roberts says, you seem like such a fun crew to work with. Oh, thanks, Sarah. Thanks. You guys are. Uh, and then Sarah says, I'm fun. I love fun. <laughs> I love Austin. Sarah, I know where you're going. I love pointing people to Jesus. I love tiny homes, except when they roll down hills, which is a shout out to the relevant podcast. So how can I get in on the team fun? Ah, mm. Not what? hiring, Sarah. Well, you got to talk to our kidding. hiring manager, Amanda Brown. <laughs> Amanda Brown is the hiring manager for um, sure. You know, we've had people send in like yep. resumes and applications, not applications, but resumes. And I think that's so, I'm flattered. Literally, I'm like, that is so sweet, Sarah Roberts, that you want to be a part of this fun crew. Um, we're not hiring, yeah. you know, but maybe we will in the future. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Austin is super fun, Sarah Roberts. So you should come down. You should come visit. Don't move here. Okay, Jamie. So we have a lot of listeners that have been with us for a long time and they're wanting to know what they should listen to next. Oh, like what podcast you should listen to? Oh, you all have to tell us what podcast you're listening to as well. Okay, so I get asked this a lot. Like what podcast are you listening to? I'll tell you a few I'm listening to, okay? Laura Tremaine has a new podcast called 10 Things to Tell You. I'm really liking that podcast. Dak Shepard. Me too. Armchair expert. Yeah. Be like it's not a Christian podcast. No, just need to tell you that. Okay, I've got one for you. The Village Church. Did you know they have a bunch of podcasts? The Village does. No, I know they have one called Culture Matters that I've been listening to. It's really good. WNYC Studios puts out a podcast called Death, Sex, and Money. I love it. None of these are like my shows, so there's that. Another show I really love is called Ear Hustle, and it is it was recorded inside of a prison, which I found so intriguing. Oprah's masterclass. She has, it's not her, she's barely on it, but she's interviewing people just about how they got where they are. I've really liked it. Ordinary People, Ordinary Things by Melissa Radke. Melissa's been a guest on the show. She has a great podcast out that is really worth listening to. Annie Downs, that sounds fun. Always a good one to listen to. I've loved her show. The Daily, I listen to The Daily every day. It's put up by New York Times. You got any, Lindsay? I do. I have some that are um, 
like history. Okay. Uh, so they're really good for road trips or when you're like needing to do tasks in the house and you don't have an audiobook. I'm an audiobook listener. So like revisionist history is or, good. Malcolm Gladwell. Mm-hmm, American history tellers. The one on prohibition is awesome. Um, I also for business, how I built this and the story brand by Donald Miller. That is an incredible podcast to listen to. And I love all the Enneagram. Oh, I do too. I can't get enough. Enneagram, Enneagram, Enneagram. All of those. Okay, Lindsay, what's your next question? What is your vision for the happy hour in the next year or so? Vision for the happy hour. Sometimes I think, you know, we're celebrating the fifth birthday. Sometimes I do, and this could be my sixth, like, fear-based thing. Sometimes I think, can this go on forever? Like, can this go on forever? I mean, mean, if you think about it, how long has Regis and Kathy Lee gone on? I mean, now it's it's, uh, Kelly and... Ryan. Ryan. Before it was Kelly and what was his name? Michael. I lo- Michael. Michael. I like him. Mike. Michael Sheehan. Yeah. 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 Sheehan, right? No. Michael Sheehan. No. Sheehan is Riley Sheehan. He works at the Austin Stone. <laughs> 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 but you know, Michael, who was a football player, he's, he's football on player. the Good Morning America. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so all that. Sometimes I think, how long does this go on? But I think we can go on. Someone else asked here, like, is there any chance you're gonna have any new co-host or any new things like that? And I think the show will stay like it is. I will tell you this, one of our big dreams at the happy hour is to do happy hour video. So like a YouTube show. And that is something that we have in the works. So if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, you should, because we're going to do a happy hour YouTube where we have guests around a table, like a talk show, and I'm going to bring people in and have conversations. So that's kind of the next step for the happy hour, I would say. Is it Sheehan? Sheehan. Yeah. Sheehan. Sheehan. Oh, that's closer than I thought. So close. So close. Yeah. Okay, what's your question, Lindsay? If you could travel anywhere internationally and spend a week there, where would you go and what would you do? This is for all of us. This is for all of us. Well, this is a good timing good for Good timing for Amanda Brown. I'm hopping on a jet plane next. Actually, when this airs, I will be in either Greece or Italy with my uh, man. Um, we had our 10-year anniversary in December, but we never celebrate then because it's too crazy. So... We are heading on an 11-day trip, just the two of us. What are you going to do? You know, it's funny. As an Enneagram 3, you would relate. I asked Doug the other day, what are your goals for our vacation? (laughs) (laughs) He said... He's a nine. That's a really weird question. (laughs) That's not weird at all. What are your goals? What are your goals for your trip? Okay. Well, the reason it came up is because we have... Vacation is a value for us, for just the two of us and with our, our kids. And we've gone on vacations before, just the two of us, where I have felt that we've been in such a deficit in our relationship that you're kind of going from a low place to just like maybe a moderate place. And I wanted to go into our vacation in a good place so that we came back in a great place. So that's That's so good to talk about because that Uh is so true. I know that feeling. Yeah. So you come back just a little bit more than you were, right. but you want to come back great. Right. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's where I wanted to be. And and I think we are, we were not in a bad place, but you know, when you just have not been connecting well and Girl, just kind of to to missing each other. So I think we have been better over the past few months of trying to connect so that we're not just looking forward to vacation to connect for the first time in that's a few good. months. That's yeah. Yeah, so that's why yeah. I asked the question. Yeah. So are you think so you as an Ingram theory are thinking to the week ahead? Like I also want to think about what it takes to get us there. Right. Yeah. Right. That's good. Yeah. 
So what are your goals? Well, just to connect, just okay. to connect. We have like, uh, so Doug and I both traveled a lot internationally before we got married. And then we went to Switzerland on our honeymoon and Doug has not traveled internationally since then, okay. 10 years ago. And I have traveled, but without him uh, and always with a, like we went to London together a couple, uh, not he and I, Air, but me, me and you yeah. a couple times and to Barcelona. We went to London twice. We've been to London twice all, and Barcelona. All my international <laughs> travel has been with you since I got married. I'll let Doug have this one. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, in, interestingly enough, Doug asked me last week, he said, have you ever traveled internationally for fun? Hmm. And because the, my first trip was, um, I studied abroad in Australia and then I did other mission trips and things like that. The only for fun trip was our honeymoon. Mm. Wait, now time out. You and I went on a cruise together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we ended up on the beaches of Cancun. <laughs> yeah, okay, we're yeah, not going to get yeah. it. Okay, sorry. Okay, get back to your story. Yeah. So we're looking forward to just having fun. We have very little plans. We both have some books we're reading, we're going to read. So we just want to relax. So that's coming up for you. Yeah. I yeah, love so that. That's, that's an easy answer for me. That's easy. Lindsay? Um, I'm so torn. I am really craving to be at a beach and just do nothing. And so I've really been wanting to go, which is going to seem lame, actually, if I could go anywhere in the world. If you say Port Aransas. <laughs> <laughs> Texas Beach. No, I really want to go to Tulum. Oh, yeah, that's not lame. And so I would just want to go and just lay on the beach and wander the streets and find the best food and coffee. That's what I like to do on a vacation. Mm -hmm. I like will pack like three books and I'm like, you're never going to read maybe one of these books and I probably won't read it all. I'm not a fast reader. I get distracted. I just want to sit. But um, that's what I would want to do. When Anna and I go on vacation, just the two of us, I'm a reading machine because we just we're fine just sitting together mm -hmm. reading and I will read a lot of books. Speaking of Tulum. I was looking at some web. I always am trying to get Aaron and I to Tulum. We love that place. And I wrote a lot of my first book there. And so now I'm thinking I need to go back to, you know, recreate the magic. We need to take a team trip. Yeah, Is team trip to Tulum. Yeah. But Amanda and I have talked uh, before about a like event. So a scouting Tulum. trip. And I found a place that holds a lot of people, Amanda Brown. Where? We might need to go on a work okay, trip. Okay. Yeah, I'll take the whole team. But anyhow, uh, I love Tulum as well. So mm. Aaron and I are heading out on vacation this summer with some friends. And so it won't be just two of us. It'll be with another couple. But when we travel with another couple, I don't know how you and Doug are, if y'all have done this, we're often like, hey, we love you and we're going to spend a lot of time with you. But there are some times that we're going to go away and just be by ourselves. We need that. Okay, you guys, I know you're loving this conversation with Amanda and Lindsay and myself, but I want to thank our sponsors because they make the happy hour possible. Today's show is brought to you by Rothy's. It is no surprise that Rothy's has over 1,000 nearly perfect reviews. You guys, that's amazing. They're stylish. They're sustainable. They're comfortable. They're washable. Really, they're the perfect flats for life on the go. I have a pair of Rothy's and I love them. One thing I love about Rothy's is they're constantly getting new styles. So I have the loafer, but I cannot even find the print that I have. They're getting new prints all the time. And I was just perusing their webpage and they have the Moroccan amber that I need on my feet for the summer immediately. 
They're so comfy. And here's why. They are seamlessly crafted from recycled water bottles. Yes, you heard me right. Recycled water bottles. They're comfortable as soon as you put them on. Zero break-in period. You know when you buy shoes and you have to walk around with them for weeks? Not Rothy's. Plus, they're constantly launching new styles, so you're guaranteed to find a pair or three that you'll love, which I did just that when I got on their webpage this morning. Better yet, Rothy's are manufactured in a zero-waste factory, and they ship directly in the shoebox, so there's no unnecessary packaging. Thank you, Rothy's. Rothy's always comes with free shipping and free returns and exchanges. No risk, no worries, no reason not to try, you guys. You're quickly going to discover why BuzzFeed called them their forever shoes. Check out all the amazing styles available right now at rothys.com slash ivy. That's my last name. Go to Rothy's, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash Ivy, I-V-E-Y, to get all your new favorite flats. Comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to Rothy's dot com slash Ivy today. Okay, guys, I want to thank another sponsor for today's show, and that is Flamingo. Flamingo was founded by a collective of women at Harry's who saw an opportunity to create better hair removal solutions for women. Flamingo makes body care starting with hair. I love the color choices that they have. I have the mint with gold details and the great travel bag that comes with the shave set fits perfectly in my makeup bag. The shave gel smells so nice, you guys. It's worth using. It smells so good. And it really does leave my skin silky smooth after I shave, which you guys, it is shaving season upon us. This is what you need in your life. I want you to enjoy shaving and Flamingo designed a shave set that makes me really happy and it will make you happy as well. It's a $22 value, but just for you, it's $16 and ships free. The shave set is your end-to-end routine in one reusable pouch. Thank you for making our life easier, Flamingo. Gel, the razor, extra blade, lotion, and a holder so it doesn't get lost in your shower. I forgot to say, I think that's one of my most favorite things is the cute little holder on my wall. Also, it's 2019, so it's obviously all cruelty and paraben-free. Get a set with all your shave essentials from Flamingo, the brand that Vogue, Glamour, really guys, everybody, including Jamie Ivey, is talking about. It's a $22 value for just $16 with free shipping today when you visit shopflamingo.com slash happy hour. That's right. Shopflamingo.com slash happy hour. Okay, here's the rest of my conversation with some of my Ivy Media team, Amanda Brown and Lindsay Sweeney. And here's where they're going to get me crying towards the end. Here we go. How do we build trust within our team and camaraderie or team building? Do we celebrate birthdays? Do we go to luncheons? Do we have Christmas parties, retreats, different things together? Well, we're planning our first international retreat (laughs) (laughs) right here. It's been said. I don't know. Maybe you should guys answer this. I mean, we've done Christmas dinners. Mm -hmm. This year we went and did an escape room. Which was awesome. Which was awesome Mm -hmm. for the threes. Mm -hmm. I I just stood back and watched. (laughs) There was a moment in there when Jamie's like, I don't know. It's not that big a deal. I said, uh, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jamie, you, you go in the corner. <laughs> <Over there. laughs> there was another time that I found myself being lifted up by Lindsay. Yes. And she said, I'm not going to put you down until you have the key in your hand. <laughs> this yes. is what's working with threes is like. <laughs> they are yes. going to win at all costs. Um, but how do we? I mean, I always think like we can talk about Ivy Media. That's what I, this mm-hmm. is Ivy Media, everything that we do. My husband, Aaron, leads a team. 
And so I watch him and he is a phenomenal team leader, built such good community. And so I would say that I'm learning and trying to kind of be more like Aaron in that way. But what do we do? I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all say this. This is probably an area that we need to grow. The setup that we have is challenging for this kind of stuff because we're all working from home. You've got your little studio out here. Aki and I live in Northwest Austin. Lindsay's on the other side of town. And so we're never all four of us together unless, you know, we schedule it a month in advance. And so I, th- I think that's an, a challenging area mm-hmm. to have a remote team and still feel like we're all part of... I agree. Uh, a team. Yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. But I do think we've done some things this year in 2019 already to help towards that end. One being you're traveling, you're always taking someone with you. And maybe it's not someone directly on our team, but there is someone with you. So that's helping to build. Mm-hmm. When we are booking interviews, I'm like, I'm just going to come now on those days that we're hosting several people. And that's been really helpful, I think, just to have that connection and be a part of the whole process. Yeah. It is hard when everyone has their remote locations and there's no general office and three of us on the team are married. I would say probably, I'm going to say this too, is I think with Amanda and I, because we were friends for a long time before we started working together and great friends. Everyone in this room is my friend. Amanda, we have been great friends for a long time. I think that that sometimes will be like, hey, can you meet for lunch? And it's just as friends. Yeah. That, that we need is, that too. We need and, that. And we'll preface the whole thing by saying not for work, but just to hang. Yes. Yeah. I think that's been a learning thing as well is to make sure that everything doesn't always revolve around work when you have been friends before you work together. Right. Okay. Next question would be this. And we just have a few more. This is so great. A lot of you asked the same questions. You guys, what is your favorite all time happy hour episode and why? Amanda Brown, go first. Number three. I have a, a, yeah, number three. (laughs) I have a small handful, but I am going to say that my favorite of all time, I think it might surprise you, is Joy Eckrich. Am I saying her name right? uh Reed. It was- I knew you loved that one. It was to me what what we want the happy hour to be. It was kind of all over the place in terms of like, some of it was very serious. A lot of it was very funny. It would kind of dip back and forth. It was just, it was a perfect hour to me. Which exactly, you're so right about that is, I mean, when I created the happy hour, what I wanted to create was a show that emulated what it would be like to be at happy hour with my girlfriends. Right. And if there were a bunch of girls at happy hour and they were all my people, we would go serious. We would go light. We would laugh, all those things. And Joy did that. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It's fun. Okay. What mm-hmm. you have a top three though. Yeah. I know uh, one of your others. Go ahead. Let me see if I know it. Uh, Tara Lee Cobble. Uh-huh. Uh, the first, the first, one. the first time, cause, um, it was, it was just so profound. I think for, for me, but also for our listeners, I remember it being, I don't know if it's still, I don't have any, idea. it's one of our, it's, it's, it's top, a very highly listened yeah. to show. Yeah. And at the time she didn't have much of a platform, which to me meant that the content that she spoke about was what was most appealing to everyone, yeah. um, which was about the Bible. Yeah. So that was really cool. Catherine Lowe, uh, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Okay, Catherine Lowe, uh, when we're recording this, Amanda, this weekend is Happy Hour Live with Catherine Lowe. Happy Hour Live tickets for August 16th and 17th are already on sale. I say this every time. I say every weekend is our best ever. Yeah, and this will be a big one. By the time when we're recording this, our one hasn't come out. That's this weekend, which is going to be phenomenal. 
But when this comes out, tickets are live. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be such a great show. Friday night, August 16th, we have uh, Ruth Simons and Rebecca Lyons. And then Saturday night, we have Cezanne Hendricks and Lisa Turkhurst. Phenomenal yeah. show. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. Okay, I love your top episodes. I always say, whenever I'm, I'm asked this question often, and my mind usually goes blank, because I mean, we've interviewed over 300 people. It's just been crazy. Usually I go back to um, Sally Lloyd-Jones was a favorite episode of mine. I highly respect her. It was just this kind of out of nowhere show for me. I didn't expect how amazing it was going to be. Jamie Nato, you mentioned mm-hmm. it was the first one you worked on. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. That show was really good for me because if you've listened for a while, you've probably heard me say this, but Jamie came on the show and talked about infidelity in her marriage. And it was the first time I met her was when we interviewed. And the entire time before she came on the show, I thought by following her on social media that it was her who had had the affair. Uh-huh. And it was actually her husband. Yeah. Which I cannot tell you how much that has spoken to me over the years. Right. That she was as grieved about her own sin as she was her husband's. Yeah. Yeah. And that she didn't throw him under the bus and that they worked through their marriage together. And I thought the whole time it was her that had had the affair. I'll never forget that. I mean, it's been awesome to have Kathy Lee Gifford on. Lisa Turkhurst, she came in the studio this year, was amazing. Having Beth Moore was on amazing for me as sitting in that gym and passion and all those years ago, listening to Beth speak and the Holy Spirit moved in my heart. So we've just had really great guests. Mm-hmm. I've been super thankful. Lindsay, what are your get- favorite guests? Well, as someone who's listened to every single episode. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give you one from every year that's been on. All okay. Right. Year one. It was Jessica Honiger mm-hmm. uh, because I nannied for the Honigers and then I kept your kids and knew you from church. And so it was fun to have those two And that show was an interview in person with Jessica Honiger. I remember that years ago. All right. Year two, it's Jaleesa McCreary. Why? I love Jaleesa. I think I loved her honesty about singleness, singleness, about, about, you know, she had struggle and potential loss of her voice. And that's like a gift that God had given her and a dream she had. And so what if she couldn't do that anymore? Love Jaleesa. That was really vulnerable. Year three is actually your 100-year episode with Aaron. Oh, my boo. Um, I love when you guys are on the happy hour together and just love you guys as a team. And then Abby Campman. Oh, yes. I really loved that episode. Abby is just a normal gal. Who pre-interviewed her? I think it's Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. Her. uh, Yeah, I think so. There's a drunk driver. Dad or mom? No, it was her mom was driving in the car with her stepdad. Am I right? I think that's right. And there was an accident and her siblings and everyone died. Yeah. yeah. And it was drug and alcohol and it was a phenomenal interview. Yes. I agree. I love that interview so yeah. much. Yeah. It's really good. There are so many. I really loved when we interviewed Liz Vice. Oh, yes. And I also really loved Amy Wolf at the end of 2018 because there was just so many powerful things that she listed there. Amy Wolf was a very unexpected interview for me. Mm-hmm. I knew her from being on the stage with her at Noonday's Collections um, mm-hmm. Shine Conference. And she is she helps people with public speaking. And so I sat down with the interview having no idea where it would go. And it went to a beautiful place. So mm-hmm. I agree. That was a really good episode. And recently, Jada Edwards. Oh, I've Jada's just good. been the biggest fan of her now. Yeah. And Jada's lovely. Yeah. Okay. So Jessica Craig has a few questions. She said... 
Do they have, and she's speaking of the guests, do they have any say in what gets played? Like, would you delete something if they requested it? She also asked a couple of questions. I'm going to answer them all. Did the show grow faster than you expected? How many listeners on average are there and how many staff members? Well, we talked about staff members. We've got Lindsay and Amanda here today and Aki is also a staff member. So her first question is this, do the guests have any say in what gets played? Yes, the answer is yes. I tell every guest when they sit down in the chair, if you go to sleep tonight and there's anything you said, you want to delete, you let us know, we'll take it out. Because we're really for them. I mean, this is not a tell-all show. And I always tell the guests this, when we did our If You Only Knew series last year when the book came out, I interviewed someone that asked me to pull the whole interview. Oh, really? Yep. I don't remember that. Yep. They asked me to pull the whole interview and I love and respect and, and yeah. four people. So I said, yes. Yeah. So yes, they have a say. Did the show grow faster than you expected? I think the answer is yes. I mean, well, I know the answer is yes. I started the show just like, hey, this will be fun. It was a hobby mm-hmm. and it soon became a job and it's opened a lot of doors for myself. The podcast has. How many listeners on average week are there? A lot. And then how many staff you know, we got them all sitting in here. So those are the questions that I had from Jessica Craig. Yeah, these were great questions, Jamie. But before we go, um, Amanda and I have something that we wanted to share with you. This is dumb. What's happening? Wait, I have another question. <laughs> I'm nervous about this. So I'm going to ask another question. What's your question? Go well, ahead. I'm just trying to defect because oh. I don't know what's happening right now. I don't oh. like, I don't like getting I things turned on like. me at all. Okay. So first of all, I employ everyone in this room. So you guys need to stop. Okay, I'm just kidding. All right. So I had taken over your Instagram. For Lent. For Lent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so before I gave it back to you, I wanted to ask people, what has the happy hour meant to them? And to celebrate with you and over you, just that your yes to God to do this has made a big impact in people's lives. And I know you hear that. I know that. But we wanted to take an opportunity to share some of those with you. Okay. Okay. So we've got Brittany that wrote in saying, it's incredibly amazing how great of a positive spiritual impact the happy hour has made in my life. Um, It's meant creating vulnerable relationships and strong friendships after listening to the happy hour. The happy hour has seriously been the only thing that can keep her on the treadmill. Good. (laughs) An hour of pure joy every week. I leave encouraged and challenged. Absolutely love it. The happy hour has been the one thing that's opened my eyes to God in every aspect of my life. The happy hour is like having a wise friend I check in with every week. Jamie is an absolute pro. She makes this hard, nuanced work look easy. Congrats on five years. That's from Emily Freeman. Oh, I love Emily Freeman. The happy hour has opened my mind and my heart wider to new voices and people of color. I'm so thankful for it. You've given our listeners reassurance that if other ladies can be real and struggle and have victory, then so can I. As a girl in her early 20s, the happy hour is a place for me to hear from older women and talk in deep conversations with my friends. In a hard season, the happy hour gave me a beautiful picture of God's love for others and ultimately myself. It's helped me not feel so alone in the many years that I've lived overseas. The happy hour has opened my mind and heart wider to new voices and a point of view. I'm so thankful. It's completely transformed me, my relationship with God, my marriage, and my family. A happy hour guest inspired me to do foster care, and we've just completed our classes and soon we'll have our first placement. 
It's meant creating vulnerable, real, and strong friendships after bonding over Jamie's book. I always feel like I've learned more about God's character, and it leaves me worshiping him more. When I'm having a bad day, I can turn it on, and it reminds me of truth. It makes me smile. It feels like a hug. And at this moment, it means I'm craving Thomas English muffins every time I listen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the advertisers. Y'all, I'm crying over here. I I think, like, I'm going to, like, cry on the show. Um, When I started this show, it was literally... Um, I just wanted to do something fun. And I loved my time on the radio so much that I thought I can recreate this and it'll be fun. And you've heard me tell the story about how the very first show I wanted to start would be where <laughs> Amanda Brown and I <laughs> would recap The Bachelor. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. The podcasts, they've got, they do it just fine. I came to Aaron and I said, uh, I have an idea. I'm going to do a podcast and Amanda and I are going to watch The Bachelor every Monday. And then we're going to stay up late. And we're going to record an episode <laughs> and we're going to share it the next day. And that's going to be our podcast. And Aaron looked at me and he said, <laughs> he said, I don't understand why you would do something because everything we do should glorify God and point people to Jesus. And I'm not saying The Bachelor can't because Lindsay Ray has done that well. Catherine Lowe, the podcast, all those things. But what Aaron did for me in that moment was he made me realize what kind of show do I want to have? And someone asked earlier, has the pot, has the podcast evolved? And I would say there was a moment, I remember the episode, I won't say who it was. There was an episode that we released that after it came out, I had to make a decision. And I made a decision that every single show, it has to encourage women, it has to inspire them, and it has to point them to Jesus. And that's our goal with every show. And, um, and we don't take that lightly here either. Like everyone in this room will call me out if there's something they see wrong, Aaron will call me out if there's something that we see wrong. And I I told that story flippantly about someone in the airport recognizing me. And, and that seems weird, but I also think like, God, I don't know why you would use, like, oh, I feel like I'm a mess right now, you guys. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't know why you would use such a like messed up, struggle with things, broken girl to bring so much encouragement to people. And I am truly, truly honored. Mm-hmm. that this show means something to anybody. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. <laughs> I feel like I don't know how to end the show because I'm actually crying here. But in all honesty, for those of you listening, it could be your 300th episode. It could be your second episode. I don't know. But however long you've been here, I want to say thank you for listening. Um, thanks for sharing it with your friends. Thanks for believing in the show. And we can promise you this is that we will continue to put out content that lifts high the name of the Lord, that points you to Jesus, that that takes the truth of the Bible to be what it is, that believes in God's sovereignty and that believes in God's goodness and believes in God's love. And we will continue to do that with every single show that we put out. So happy fifth birthday. Happy, happy hour. Happy fifth birthday. Happy birthday. Did it. Thanks for listening, Wait. guys. Yeah. Are you going to ask me what I'm loving? Oh, am I supposed to? Are y'all ready? <sighs> Gosh. Okay. I've waited. You waited this whole time to be on the show? something to show. <laughs> I'm going to ask me what I'm loving. All right, Lindsay, what are you loving? Okay. I'm loving my pour over coffee. Okay. With my electric tea kettle because it boils the water faster. I am loving American Idol. 
It's back. I can't believe I've been, that show I'm trying to get you guys air. to watch it. It's I don't have time so to watch TV. much better than it was before. And I am loving my garden. And I got I got Laura Casey's 101 garden. Yeah, she just released it. Good. I'm glad you got it. So I'm going to be a real crazy gardener. I planted my two tomato plants for the year. So we'll see how long they last. Okay. Um, Amanda, what are you loving? Okay. This past summer, I won a bathroom remodel. <sighs> it's so... It's, when does it get revealed? It's, oh, it's, no, it's, it's done. Been it's been revealed. revealed. We'll yeah. put a link in the show notes because it's beautiful. And it was, it's actually my boy's bathroom, our like guest bathroom, but I have not taken a shower in the master bathroom since. Are you kidding? No, it's become my bathroom. You shower in sh- there? Yeah. Oh yeah. I share it with my boys. I love that. So Doug <laughs> has his own bathroom. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and it's so gorgeous and I love it. And uh, Jen did such a great job. Yeah. Jen Pinkston. Yes. So I am loving my new bathroom. I am loving the tallest man on earth, which I think was what I was loving on the happy hour, half hour, whatever that was, number 22. I still have never heard them since you mentioned them to me. He is um, Swedish singer, songwriter. And oddly enough, my husband and I are going to see him tonight here in Austin. He's playing at ACL Theater. I love him a lot. And I am loving, we are watching with the boys Full House. Not Fuller House. Oh, full ha- way back in the back. Full House. It's a lot of fun and the boys like it. That's so cute. And the Holy Spirit spoke through DJ Tanner to Rhett the other day because she got a conscience about something and then Rhett finished the episode and was like, I need to tell you something. <laughs> Candace so would like, love to th- hear that. Thank you, DJ. Thank you, DJ Deej. Tanner. Yeah. Deej. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Candace has been on the Papier if you mm-hmm. haven't heard that one. Candace Cameron mm-hmm. Bure. Are any of y'all reading anything? I'm reading The Hiding Place by Corey oh, Tumbu. Have you ever read it? No, I've never read it before. Um, You've read it? Yeah. Uh, I, I It's been on my list for a long time, and I think I've actually started it before, but I haven't I haven't gotten through it, but I am almost finished with it now. Really when you go it. to Greece and Italy, will you take book books? No, or, okay. I'll take a Kindle, okay. and I'll have a few loaded. Yeah. Okay. Lindsay, what are you reading? I'm reading Aaliyah Joy's book right now. Oh, yes. Glorious Weakness. Yep. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I've read most of it. She'll be on coming up soon. A couple of episodes, you'll be able to listen to her. Okay, y'all. Thanks for joining us for the fifth birthday. Yes. This was so fun. And I loved hearing your questions. I loved answering them. I hope we answered most of what you guys asked. We had a lot of duplicates, so we got around to the most of them. Uh, here's what I want you to remember when you leave the show, all of you that are listening. Number one is that... Um, we're so grateful that you listen. Like I cannot express that enough when we do these live events that we're about to have that that we put on. One of my favorite things is meeting listeners. I literally, it's like really one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things is meeting listeners. And so thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends. Thank you for telling your mama and your sister and your great granny and your neighbor, next door neighbor. So I want to say thank you for that. The next thing I want to say is um, we're just so honored and grateful that we hear stories about how you have actually grown to love God more through these stories. And that's what I'm so proud of is that we can bring guests on and have real conversations. The other thing I want you to hear for taking away from this show is as Amanda and Lindsay were here and we didn't have Aki who also does stuff and Suzanne and blah, 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 is that it takes a village to accomplish things. And so when you look at someone who's doing what you would say are great things, whether you're listening to them, myself or anyone else, or you're watching someone on Instagram, I want you to always remember that you can't compare where you are to them because it takes a team to pull things off. 
Jamie Ivy could not do all of this. And so I think it's just important that we recognize and acknowledge that the things that the happy hour does happen because of a team. So thank you guys for being here. Amanda, Lindsay, thank I really you. appreciate it. Uh, you guys make me better. You make this show better. You make these events better. You make everything better. So thank you. Okay, you guys, thanks for listening to the show today. And um, I'll see you next week. You guys know that I released my book, If You Only Knew, my unlikely, unavoidable story of becoming free in January of 2018. And let me tell you, starting to write a book can be daunting, but I have some people that you need to trust, and that is Hope Writers. If you yourself have ever thought about writing a book, did you know that that already puts you on the writing journey? So I've partnered with our friends at HopeWriters.com to share a free 30-second quiz to see where you are in your writing journey and to help you move forward in getting your story out of your mind and into the hearts and minds of others. I trust these people at Hope Writers. I love them. They're doing great work. So to learn more and take their free 30-second quiz, go to HopeWriters.com slash quiz. That's Hope, H-O-P-E, Writers. W-R-I-T-E-R-S dot com slash quiz. You have a message of hope to share and Hope Writers wants to help you use it to inspire your readers. You guys, we made it. Happy five-year anniversary birthday. I never want to know what to say. Birthday, anniversary, it doesn't matter. Happy five-year birthday to the happy hour. They really got me a crying mess and here's why. I do this show every single week with a purpose. And when I hear what it is doing to the listener, I'd never get over that. It never is lost on me what this show means to you guys. And so for those of you that have been listening for five years, thank you. For those of you that have been listening for three years, thank you. For those of you that this might be your very first show, thank you for showing up today and trusting us with your time. I hope you'll come back. We've got more shows for you. This weekend, you guys, I'm heading to Omaha, Nebraska to be a part of Christ Community Church Mother's Day event. If you live in Omaha, Nebraska and you don't have a church home, come visit me over there. Also, it'll be Mother's Day. Mother's Day is a fun holiday and it's also super hard for some people. So celebrate the mothers around you. And if you are one who Mother's Day is hard for, I want you to know I'm thinking about you. I understand the hardness of it. I want you to know I have an episode that I dedicated to Mother's Day a while back. It came out in Mother's Day of 2016, so a couple of years ago, but it headlines four different mamas and what they've walked through. A mom struggling with infertility, a mom raising older kids, a single mom, and a mom who's walked through the death of her child. Go listen to Happy Hour number 87, titled Celebrating Motherhood. If you want a fun and inspiring and encouraging and real life conversation about motherhood. Today's show was edited with Chris with Pod Shaper, and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. Show notes are written by Aki Slockers, and this whole thing is organized by Lindsay Sweeney. Next week, my guest is Jasmine Starr. Jasmine is a business strategist, photographer, queen of social media, dog mom, beautiful woman, and twin sister to a guest of the show already, Bianca Oltoff. I sat down with Jasmine a couple weeks ago when I was in Orange County speaking at the Catalyst Conference, and I adored my hour with her. She is brilliant. She is kind. It was so fun. Hopefully we can be real life friends and get together again another time. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend. Have a happy hour with a friend. I will see you guys back here next week with Jasmine.